Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Laces Out podcast. That's right, NFL football coming your way. No guests this week. It's a bit of a theme sometimes. Sometimes there's a guest, sometimes there isn't. Who knows? This is one of those weeks there's no guest. But myself, my glamorous co-host, managed to... Uh, I think we I think we do okay. I think we do all right. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. Share the podcast around. If you've got an NFL fan in your life, send them in this podcast. They might even thank you for it. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is CookieCast. Laces out. Recording in progress. Ah, yes. Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, the, the, the tones and the uh, the words of the, of, the, of the lovely lady you just heard there probably uh, tell you it's in time once again for some cookie cast nature to come your way. And this week, on this particular occasion. It is the NFL podcast that laces out coming your way with myself and your podcast leader, head honcho, Don, granddaddy, grand poobah, I think these are all words that have been said before. Mr. Andrew Cook, how are we, sir? I quite, I quite like poobah, just as... Just yeah, as I, a... can't, I can't, I've, I've, I've obviously heard it somewhere before, and I can't for the life of me think where... But uh, yes, I've always uh, I've always quite enjoyed it as a, as a little say. The Grand yeah, I, could, I could I could implement it in my house and just only go by Poo Bear from now on, <laughs> rather than or you and uh, you know those other words that we can't use on a family friendly podcast. Yeah. Oi, um, the the click sound normally uh, you know like calling favorite. over a waiter, but you know of course. It's a well, you are of, you are of course a waiter of ty- uh, of sorts in that particular household, surely. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I I often have to use the phrases "I am not your slave." So, uh... oh, well, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Mister Andrew Cook is no one's slave. However, is he a slave to the National Football League? That is a, that is of course what we're here to find out this week. Uh, the people watching on YouTube will notice, sadly, no third person in this little particular call. And I, this is this is unfortunately one of those situations. Not everybody's available at all times, but I will say this: I tried to make a square peg fit in a round hole, and that square peg said, "Now, nah, mate, I'm busy." So that was that. Just had to not go to up. worry. Soldier on. We will make it work, and we have made it work in the way that only we can on the CookieCast Network for Week Eight's picks. But obviously, to get to Week Eight's picks, we've got to go through Week Seven's picks first. So, Week Seven last week saw a guest on the podcast for the first time in checks notes three weeks. Yeah, three 
three weeks. Stu was our last guest in week four. Um, well, last week's guest was uh, James Forrester Gray, podcast alum, who has been on the podcast numerous times before to give his uh, to give his opinions and his very much unbiased or non-Cardinals biased uh, when it comes to his predictions as, 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 uh, as, it, as it pertains to what he wants for this season. So, James was the guest. James provided his picks. And the results of those picks are as follows. In joint last place slash second place with five out of 13 selections correct. Holy smokes. Oh dear, it is myself and the other podcast host, Mr. Andrew Cook. Oh, I think um, I think I could, we might. I could go through. I could go through the teams that let us down. It's just easier to go through the teams that we got correct at this point. So our five points collectively came from the Jaguars beating the Saints, the Browns beating the Colts, the Seahawks beating the Cardinals, the Chiefs beating the Chargers. And then I had the Eagles beating the Dolphins, and Andy had the Ravens beating the Lions. Wow. Wow would be the way I would put it did, as well, yeah. Did so, we do well? Out of the 13 selections, we got eight wrong. I'm really... That, I'm, could, be, that could be an all-time worst performance. I'm starting to rethink my status as a NFL podcast host. Uh... <laughs> um, so, which means taking the win, uh, only getting 7 of 13 selections correct. So James didn't beat mm. us by much. Um, although, where, whereas we got whereas we got 8 selections wrong, he obviously only got 6 selections wrong. So it could, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. Um, the selection that James got right was the Jaguars beating the Saints, the Bears beating the Raiders, the Browns beating the Colts, the Falcons beating the Buccaneers, the Seahawks beating the Cardinals, the Broncos beating the Packers, saying nothing, the Chiefs beating the Chargers. Um, so all that does for the scores is it leaves myself on one and a half points for the season. Andy remains on two points for the season. The guest extends their lead to three and a half points. What if, does that do? If it keeps going like this, we're going to have to look at some kind of handicap system because the, the guest is just pulling away and I feel like it's, you know, not not maybe fair. Well, I mean, that's that's, that's the reason we have these, uh, these selections in there, Andrew, is to uh, make ourselves look foolish and make the guests look infinitely better. That is true Surely. because we get we get a bigger bite of the pie because we get a, we get another go. Exactly. So the week seven side bet. I hear you screaming. How did that go down? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Um, I so we went into the week. Um, Andy was on 15 points. I was on 17 points. So Andy had the uh, the right or the option to pick first or put me in to pick first. He decided to pick first. And his first selection of the Buffalo Bills to meet the New England Patriots did not pay off for him. His second pick of the San Francisco 49ers oh, to meet sweet. the Minnesota Vikings did not pay off for him. His third pick 
of the Green Bay Packers. Oh my! <laughs> if you tell me, if you tell me, I went. Did not pay off. <laughs> if you tell me, I went zero and four this week. I am gonna have to seriously reconsider. His fourth selection of the Cleveland Browns did pay off for him as they <laughs> defeated the Colts, getting him one point from the side bet, moving him on to sixteen points oh. for the season. Feel well sick. done, Cook. Oh yeah, so that's, well that's, done. that's sixteen points from a possible twenty-eight so far. Oh. My selections, however, so I, again I went into this week on seventeen points, so I was looking to ex- to extend my lead if, if at all possible. So my first selection of the Seattle Seahawks to beat the Arizona Cardinals was correct. My second selection of the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Los Angeles Chargers, was also correct. My third selection of the Washington Commanders to beat the New York Giants was very much incorrect. And my fourth selection of the Los Angeles Rams to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers was also very incorrect. So I only got two points out of a possible four for the week, moving me on to... 19 points for a possible 28. Not the best week for either myself or Mr. Cook. Can we can we pull it back somewhat with the week 7 stats? Don't we know how that would I'd... give either of us any sort of uh, solace or, uh, you know, I, I can kick, only... in the, uh, kick <laughs> up the arse or shot in the arm, but they're there, so we might as well go through them. <clears throat> I can only work on the principle that it, it means that we're not picking games, so you know, maybe that's <clears throat> maybe that's where we're winning. Um, I, I suppose we could always be not going thirty-five miles a uh, miles an hour over the speed limit as well. That bit that'd be a good one to do. And uh, yeah, uh, this is week six's stats. Brought to us by the stats mistress. I oh go Which on seven stats. You see, we're already off to a bad start here, aren't we? Because 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 it says it says it says six right here. That's not going to be good. It, it should be fine. It, it it it's covering the games that were played this Sunday, so it's fine. Yeah, it's just it's just a a typo, and honestly. That's understandable if I told you what time I received this. So, um, uh, they are brought to us by the stats mistress, who apparently can't count. Uh, but they're brought to her by Nate Davis of USA Today. Our first meaty stats. The stats. This at uh, this point in the season, they start to start to get whoa, those meaty clackers. No one. The fourth Sunday of October marked National Tight Ends Day. I, personally, in my house, I made no comment. There was no no titters, no guffaws, no nothing about National Tight Ends Day. I don't recognise that as a national holiday. Um, no, I didn't get a day off out of it. I know that much, so, uh, what can I say? Um, and the Baltimore Ravens, Mark Andrews, 
tried to steal the spotlight early on by hauling in a pair of touchdowns in a surprising 38-6 dismantling of the NFC North leading Detroit Lions. Just let that one, just let that soak in. Leading Detroit Lions. I can think of other things the Detroit Lions have led in in the last few years. That's not one of them. Number two. But Andrews was merely keeping the seat warm. The national tight end of the year. For so many reasons. Travis Kelsey. Who was instrumental in the AFC West leading Kansas City Chiefs. 31-17 defeat of the Los Angeles Chargers. Kelsey finished with 12 catches for 179 yards and a touchdown. Doing the bulk of his damage in the first half. Number three, another meaty stat. And speaking of an MVP race, Kansas City's Patrick Mahomes. 424 yards, four touchdown passing. And Baltimore's Lamar Jackson, 357 yards, three touchdown passing. 36 yards and a rushing touchdown. Both previous winners of the award may have officially declared their candidacy Sunday. Opportune timing given the unimpressive night Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa had losing against his former Alabama Crimson Tide teammate Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts. Fourth stat, not as meaty. <clears throat> Colts quarterback two, Gardner Minshew two, led a balanced offensive at Indy's 39-38 loss to the Cleveland Browns, producing four touchdowns, two pass, two rush. And four turnovers, three fumbles and an interception. Yikes. Number five is my meatiest stat. Cleveland defensive end Miles Garrett had quite a day, bolstering a building case for his first Defensive Player of the Year award. The All-Pro Pass Rusher became the first player this century with multiple sacks, Multiple fumbles forced and a blocked kick in the same game. And can I just say, his pair of strip sacks and a swat of a field goal try after he hurdled the line directly leading to 17 Browns points in their one point win. Garrett's 82 career sacks are the most ever by a player yet to turn 28. That stat came up on the day and I was like, I mean, the NFL is just going way off the reservation this season. They're like, we're going to really turn up the stats machine to, it's not 11. It, it was one of those ones where it just sort of came through. Like, Obviously, everyone used to think that like J.J. Watt was a bad, bad man. But obviously, Miles Garrett has just taken on his mantle as bad, bad man. Uh, he's just he's absolutely massive. And like, <laughs> so... they, uh, on, on Instagram, I, I can't remember where it was, but it was... They'd put like a side to oh, it was it was on the reels and it was um, a still shot of uh, him leaping over the le- the defensive line, uh, sorry the the offensive line to block the field goal, 
and then the next video was the picture was the video of him doing his box jumps in the off season. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah, to put it into perspective, they gave his stats like his height and weight stats, and I called uh, a big BS on his weight because I compared him to me. Yeah. Uh, Swiftly moving on from talking about people's weight, let's talk about stat number six for the week. Cleveland's Dustin Hopkins is the only kicker in the league history to drill a field goal from at least 50 yards in five consecutive games in one season. Bossing it. Um, I did see, I did see something else about that, but probably not appropriate. Number seven, and my final stat for this week, is about Ravens running back Gus Edwards. Had a career-best 144 yards from scrimmage. Most of it on an 80-yard catch and run. Prior to Sunday, Edwards had never had more than 37 receiving yards in a game. Way to, uh, way to dial up those stats right there. Uh, that is my final stat for the week. I'll hand you over to Paul for some more stats. Yes, indeedy. So, continuing on. Believe it or not, Mahomes, sorry, Patrick Mahomes, 300.4 passing yards per game. And the Los Angeles Chargers, Justin Herbert, 285, uh, 285.6 yards per game. Ended Sunday as the most prolific quarterbacks in the NFL in the NFL history on a passing per game basis. Drew Brees with 280 yards per game is third. Mahomes and Herbert combined for nearly 700 yards on Sunday. On the opposite end of that spectrum was Sunday's matchup of backup quarterbacks at Soldier Field. The Chicago Bears and rookie Tyson Badgent, he threw for 83 yards in his Week 6 debut, hosting the Las Vegas Raiders and journeyman QB2 Brian Hoyer. 138.1 138.1 yards per game during his lengthy career. Bajant and Hoyer combined for 291 yards in an ugly, ugly game. The Dolphins' top rank offense didn't show up Sunday night in Philadelphia. The Finns 17 points, 244 net yards, 199 passing and 45 rushing were easily all season lows. After outlasting the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday, the Pittsburgh Steelers have won after each of their past seven bye weeks. A little start for those of you uh, who need a uh, little wager for next season. Get your money on the uh, the Steelers the week after the bye. The New York Giants scored all of their points in Sunday's 14-7 victory over the Washington Commanders in the second quarter. Tight end Darren Waller and running back Saquon Barkley finding the end zone. Yeah, I was pretty sure about this one. Though. I'm pretty sure that was 14-7 at half time and never changed. Which I always think when it's that, I always think about what it must be like to sit through a second half of a game like that. Because obviously, you know, when you've got like, there's a lot of movement on the ball backwards and forwards. You've got the fact that no matter how you slice it, an NFL game is never the fastest sport. It, it's just not. You've got entire teams to go off, entire teams to come on. There's a lot of, you know, oh, we just happen to have to have this break here so that we can definitely fit in 900 uh, adverts. 
it, it's, it is weird. It is weird when you think, because obviously, like, there's been times in, like, Super Bowls and things like that where, where you, you sort of get a bit of a lull in the game, in the game and it kind of goes, like, three and out, punt, three and out, punt, three and out, punt. And, like, when the teams are just punting it back and forth to each other, it does lose steam a bit. So I wonder if that was yeah. the case on Sunday. Last two for me. Congrats to unsung Jacksonville Jaguars linebacker Foyasade Oluwakun, whose name I have almost certainly just butchered there, who scored his first career touchdown Thursday with a 24-yard pick six off the New Orleans Saints quarterback Derek Carr. Now in his sixth NFL season, Oluwakun is on track to lead the league in tackles for the third straight season. And finally, another shout-out to another Jags player. Running back Travis Etienne, the first player in team history to rush for multiple touchdowns in three consecutive games. Well played to you, sir. I do. Very, very nice. I do enjoy having him in uh, in the old uh, fancy lineup. Indeed, that's week seven done and dusted. Just week eight left to go through. So we'll go through the uh, the the picks that myself and Mister Cook have made. Obviously, we had to uh, we had to dial dial A for uh, emergency this week, and obviously, um, Mrs. Williams did the solid and answered the phone call and provided us with some picks. So we had a guest picks to go through this week. So week eight games start with the Thursday night football, like they always do. This week's Thursday night football offering is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Bills obviously looking to bounce back from a disappointing loss to the, uh, the New England Patriots, which obviously gave uh, Bill Belichick his 300th career win as it a head did. coach, no less. Um, myself and Andy fully expect the Bills to bounce back on this one. Enemy's taken the surprise Buccaneers win. Stranger things have happened. Watch his space. Mm. We then moved to Sunday's slate of games. Oh, also, no buys. In this week's fixtures, which I didn't no. realise was a thing, I thought I thought once the buys had started, they just there was a buy at least at least two teams on buy every week until about Thanksgiving. That's what I but, was always under the impression. I always thought it ran bye week until like week ten. Yeah, strange one, but obviously something yeah. something's occurred where there's no no teams on buy this week. So we move to the Sunday slot of games. And this is the week in the season where the clocks are a bit skewed. I don't know if it's that the American clocks go forward or back a week earlier than ours, or ours go forward or back a week ahead of theirs. Is it is it that situation we get? Is it one week or two weeks where the games start at five? Just the one. So it's just for the one week, and I'm pretty sure it is... It, it is, it is well. I'm not pretty sure. It's definitely this week, as all the all the games are kicking off at either five p.m. or eight o five or eight twenty five, as opposed to nine o five and nine. I, I, I've got to, I've got to admit, I do like that that five o'clock kickoff because it's just, it's just more football in your life at the end of the day. It's uh, football gets done an hour earlier, in theory. Uh, so the first of the five o'clock. Sunday games sees the Houston Texans taking on the Carolina Panthers. Now, I'm the only one here who's taken the Panthers to get their first win of the season. Ooh, ooh, as, ooh, ooh, ooh. Why? Uh, because 
I, I, I believe that that team is getting better and won't go the entire season with, with losing every game. I'm tempted to put money on it. I'm tempted to actually put money that they will lose every game. That they are a dumpster fire and have been for a while. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're not great. Oh uh, but... man! When I saw when I saw earlier today, Owen six, I was like, "There we go. That's that, that's that." So you and Amy have taken the Texans, whereas I've got the Panthers. The next couple of games, we've got consensus picks across the board. Uh, we've all taken the Cowboys to beat the Los Angeles Rams in Dallas. Surprisingly enough, we've all taken the Vikings to beat the Packers in Green Bay. Something doesn't quite smell right from the ingredient with with the Packers at the moment. Definitely, yeah, uh, definitely some teething problems there for old Jordan Love. Mm. Uh, next up, uh, it's the Saints at the Colts. Uh, you and Amy have both backed the Saints to get the win here. I think the Colts will have just enough to get past the uh, the Saints. There. Honestly, that was one of the ones where I looked at the game and was like, "Oh man, I don't want to pick this game," and I had to just kind of lean in a particular direction. Yeah, not surprised. Um, so, Colts for me, Saints for you two. The next, uh, the next couple uh, again. We have consensus picks. Uh, we have all taken the Dolphins to bounce back against the New England Patriots in Miami. And surprisingly enough, we've all taken the Jets in the Battle of New York. Jets versus Giants. Um, yeah, we've all we've all taken the Jets in this one. Didn't didn't know whether someone would be tempted to go for the Giants, but it would appear not. I. Another one where I looked at it and I was like, I think I might have been swayed by percentage picks on that one. Um, neither team are good. No. The Jets have been weird. Obviously, the Jets have gone through this whole... They thought they had it locked in. And then week one, it was just... But then there was a lot of a team isn't what, you know, there's another 50, 52, 51, 53, whatever. X number of men on the team. It's not just one man. and da, da, da. It's like, yeah, but you built that team around that man, let's face it. And it's like, oh, you know, we'll just put our our other quarterback in and it'll all be fine. It's like, yeah, it's... it's but there was a stat of... Um, uh, the the Jets after Donna Kelsey was at the game <laughs> that they've won every game is it that they've won won every game since or something it was like interesting so yeah that was it was it was purely a uh, let's go with this well watch this face we'll see how it pans out next up. Um, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars travelling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Yourself and Amy have both backed the Jaguars on that one. I've gone for the Steelers to get the win there. Home home field advantage. I think I'll probably just see them home there. Next up, um, myself and you have both backed the Falcons to beat the Titans, whereas Amy thinks it'll be the other way around. Falcons, sneaky um, good. Mm, they, they're in a... They're in a they're in a winnable division now that Tampa Bay don't have Brady, I would say. Yeah. Um, 
Next up, it's the Eagles taking on the Commanders. We've all taken the Eagles to bounce uh, back, sorry, to uh, continue their uh, uh, winning uh, their winning run that they just got back to on Sunday last week. Next up, it's the Browns at Seattle to take on the Seahawks. I'm the only one who's backed the Browns. Andy and Amy have taken the Seahawks. Um, we've all, surprisingly enough, taken the Ravens to beat the Cardinals. Um, we've all taken the Chiefs to beat the Broncos. <laughs> Shock. Um, uh, myself and Andy have backed the 49ers to beat the Bengals, whereas Amy has taken the Bengals to win that one. Um, the Sunday Night Football sees the Bears take on the Chargers. Me and Andy have both taken the Chargers, whereas Amy has, has backed the Bears. And on the Monday Night Football, we've all backed the Lions to beat the Raiders in Detroit. That's the week. That's the week eight picks. The uh, the week eight side bet begins right now. So, Mister Cook. Do you want to pick first, or would you like to get me to pick first? The decision is yours. Um, I'll go. I will go first. Um, I'm just waiting for the um, the thingy to load. I have a horrible feeling when I was looking through the games earlier today. I was like, "This is another week where we're gonna run out of uh, of bankers early." So. Um, <clears throat> I saw like the first game on the list. I was like, "Oh, that's an absolute." And then I looked at the more I looked, I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> so it's things like that. Um, right, let's get a let's get a, a tasty one out of the way early. Oh, there's oh um, the Kansas City Chiefs to build <laughs> to to beat um, the Denver Broncos. Please. There was there were two games that I felt were uh, worthy of the first overall pick. Uh, so because you've gone with the one of them, I'll go with the other one and I'll go for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. The, the Arizona Cardinals is my first choice. And with my second pick, I'll go for the Philadelphia Eagles to beat mm. the Washington Commanders. Yep, that was the only other uh, absolute banker, I feel. Yeah, your next your next two selections, my good sir. Yeah, we're in we're really in the weeds right now. Um oh man. I'm saying it now, I'm gonna do it, but I don't feel comfortable about it. I will take the Buffalo Bills. To beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, I, I I don't feel strong on that pick. That's all I'm saying there. Um, statistically, this is the game. Statistically, that is an absolute banker. But when you're going up against arguably the greatest coach in history. You never know when he's actually going to bring this one back around, but I'm still going to take the Miami Dolphins to beat the New England Patriots. You know, to stay on form and beat the Patriots. But it's got it's the wind has to change at some point, and now I've picked that as one of my games. It's definitely this week. So that leaves my last two, and then we go back to Andy for his remaining pick. 
I will take the Lions to beat the Raiders. Mm. My last pick, what do I pick? Um, I'll go with the home field advantage for the Chargers, I think. I'll go for the Chargers to beat the Bears. That was the other one I was looking at. I was like, I think you can just about safely say that one. Um, Your last selection? I'm looking at one, and and in a lot of ways it's potentially a weird one. It also goes against one of your week's picks. I'm doing it. I'm rolling those. I'm rolling those bones. Houston Texans to beat the O and six Carolina Panthers. Hey, it's, it's not. The, it's not the worst pick I've ever heard. There's, there's definitely, uh, there's definitely worse teams out there that could have, uh, that could have been selected. But it's, it's a solid. It's a solid pick. So, just to clarify, Andy's four selections: the Kansas City Chiefs. At the Denver Broncos, the Buffalo Bills at home to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Miami Dolphins at home to the New England, the New England Patriots, and the Houston Texans at the Carolina Panthers. My four, the Baltimore Ravens at the Arizona Cardinals, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington Commanders, the Lions at home to the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Chargers at home to the Chicago Bears. Obviously, no guests this week to give their uh, opinion on which of the four they think would be the closest to being a homer or the banker pick. Um, so that that kind of brings us to the end of the show this week, Mr. Cook, unless, uh, unless you've got anything to add. Um, I think I speak for the entire NFL fan base when I say, can we please get I will use her official name rather than the name that I know her by but can we please get Taylor Swift off our TVs as soon as humanly possible that three way handshake celebration made me vomit actual black tar bile I don't want to see it nobody wants to see it I'm, I'm going to start burning stuff if I have to continue to see it. It, I cannot even describe the level of anger it creates in me. It, I, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Well. For any of you Swifties out there that just happen to be uh, passing whilst this podcast is on, apologies. Um, the thoughts of obviously Mr. Cook are uh, potentially shared by some of the rest of the people on the podcast. We can't, we, we couldn't possibly I, say. I will, I will happily say my opinions are my own. They are not representative of Cookie Caster's network. But I think we can probably, you know, but yes, I will take my own. I'll take ownership of my opinions and leave it at that. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you once again for you all for joining myself and Mr. Cook to to break down and bring you the the happenings of the laced ball that takes place mainly in 
the United States of America, but we try and bring it to you with our flavour from the Isle of Great Britain, United Kingdom, England. Until next week, you stay safe and classy, and we will join you. And we'll, we'll we'll join. Well, you join us. That's that's the way. We can't join you because uh, we're not in your houses. So you come and join us, and we'll break it all down once again for you. Thank you very much, and tatty bye. So there you go, what do you think of that? Another one done, another week gone, another week of games gone. It's all going, everything's gone. Big thank you for watching, big thank you for listening, big thank you for being here. Before you go, if I can just ask you to do one last thing, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. <clears throat> leave a review where you can leave a review. Check out the website, thecookiecast.com. There we've got social media links and an email button and that way you... You can get in touch with us. Send us your pics, people. We'll add them to the book. If you beat us, you get a prize. Simple as that. That's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode of Cookie Cast, please like, share, and subscribe. <laughs>